so annoying about Lauren's having a mental break. Why can't you just be here with us, Lauren? Welcome to The Story Thinker, a Webtoons and Witcher podcast for superfans with scene-by-scene analysis. Featuring sharp co-hosts for a fuller picture, we dive deep into character psychology, relationships, and theories. We'd love it if you could like, subscribe, comment, and rate us on all podcast platforms and social media. For bonus content, you can support The Story Thinker on Patreon. Let's begin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 158. Seething swords. I actually don't know the other rest of the word. Swordsman, swords work. <laughs> Very sure it's just seething sword. Oh, seething sword. Okay, awesome. And it is the mid-season finale of season three. Ta-da! And we are with Ocean and Chase. And we found out only a few hours before the episode dropped that it was going to be the mid-season finale. Although we did guess because for people who are following so streaming, they noticed that she hadn't been streaming in a while. So they're like, well, <laughs> also it was a very climactic moment. So they correctly guessed that this was the mid-season finale and it is. So a very exciting episode, so much going on, so much drama, so much tension, great music, which we always forget to comment on because like we don't turn it on while we record. But what do you guys think of the music If you before we begin? So I love the music, obviously. So I before I go on the, before we do the recording I usually read through the um the discussions channel on discord and I I need to have like background music and I played the um the music that was in this chapter so good. yeah and uh fun fact my uh, most played song like when you get your Spotify wrapped my most played song last year was uh the lullaby yes. I, I think I played it. it like 200 times <laughs> it's amazing I had um I had like purple hyacinth also as one of my top I think top artists or whatever yeah, um, one year is amazing. No, I love it. I do have to admit, I can't like read and focus to listening at the same time. So kind of heinous, but I listen to it separately. Like I'll listen to it like while I'm not reading it. And then I go back and read it with like that sound in mind, but I love it. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah <laughs> not everyone could do that. <laughs> All right, so let's get started. We have lots to cover. All right, so we left off last time with Lauren in the, um, I was going to say in the factory, but in the factory number two <laughs> warehouse, whatever it is, um, having a total mental breakdown because she uh, is seeing Dylan. And this is where we start off this episode. You know, there's like a fire behind her. It's ATST and factory arc all shoved together in one. And Dylan is, little Dylan is standing there saying, why are you scared, Ren? Oh yeah. my God. This is good. Little demonic villain. Yeah. Creepy demon Dylan. Yeah. yeah. This is this is evil Dylan. <laughs> so um in the very first panel, Lauren has a bomb strapped to her chest, which I think is an interesting detail. Mm-hmm. Like it's clearly not actually there, but like it's a really interesting thing that she's like seeing on herself. Like she has the bomb and she's the ticking time bomb of like finding out the truth. Yeah. So do you think it means that she is finally, I mean, well. I guess there's more of it later, but like she, that she finally recognizes how much unhealthy, how unhealthy it is, like her obsession with Dylan and how, how much that is like a liability for her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. So when I saw that, I kind of thought that she was taking like all of her trauma and pushing it together, like from Mm -hmm. the last factory with the bomb and then Dylan, and she's just reliving all of it at once. It's kind of how I took that. Like all of her fears are manifesting this warehouse factory thing Mm -hmm. yeah this episode is just filled with everyone's drama (laughs) 
And, and, and then we laugh, of course. <laughs> All right, so now we are back. What? I was gonna say the trauma brought out amazing artwork though, like beautiful. <laughs> yeah, so trauma number two versus Lauren. Now there's Kim. And as we saw last episode, we left off with Kim um, totally having like some kind of attack where she has to, you know, prevent Will from getting, you know, um, I don't know, falling because the guy is cutting the rope and her vision is blurring and doubling and she's huffing and puffing. And now we you know, are back here. She's looking and we hear Kim and she's got the gun pointed. And it's so ironic because Kim has been like the sharpshooter. So it's like just at this moment, you know, she managed to control her feelings with guns um, and, you know, to excel at them. But now like her emotions are betraying her just <laughs> at the worst possible timing. <laughs> It always happens. Always at the worst time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess the high stress, you know, brings it out. Yep. She pulled it together, though. She's a sharp shooter still, even through all that shaking. Yeah, so she doesn't shoot the guy, or I don't know, shoot the gun out of his hand or something. She shoots um, a different rope and cuts that, and I'm not quite sure what that does. I was a little okay. It, it looks like it caught him by the neck. And he is flying with it. Now, I don't know what happened to him. We don't see him as far as I know. I think I think what it's supposed to be is like that middle part of the rope. Like you can see it in the panel before she shoots. It's yeah. the middle part that's like holding it up. And then like, cause she shoots it like, like you know, like, like kind of like a slingshot. So, yeah. And then like hits him like here and then he falls. Okay. I think I'm pretty sure that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, I, I was like, I, my first, you know, thought with like a neck around the rope was like, sorry, a rope around the neck was, oh, like, is that going to hang him? Which is really gruesome, but it doesn't look like it. It looks like it'll just push him down. Mm. <sighs> yeah, I, I didn't want to like take that further. Um, but yeah, that uh, that does indeed uh, get Will out of his predicament. And he's, he, his expression is like very amusing in some way because he's like, huh? Like he's, you know, looking at the guy, past, wishing past him, and then he looks around and he um, sees Kim and she's just still standing there on the deck, like frozen, immobile, clearly in like an emotional state. And now we we zoom in and we see that she's crying and her, her hand is shaking. And I don't know if Will can see that. Do you think Will can see that from his position? Well, aren't they wearing masks? So this is kind um, of like the, an artist thing. Like we can see her eyes through the mask, but like yeah. he can't actually see. So I think that's yeah. uh, that he can't actually see. I'm sorry, <laughs> go ahead. No, no, you go, you go. I was just gonna say, I don't think he can see that she's crying, but I, I think he could probably see her body language and that she's shaking in the moment. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah, and our dear lovely Will, because he cares for our dear lovely Kim, climbs up the rope. Uh, he looks fantastic while he does it, just saying. <laughs> you know, keeps climbing. And then he, um, the Kim is finally like dropping the gun, shaking. There's like, there's a white space behind her. She's very emotionally affected. And now she's like, <sighs> she's breathing hard and heavily. She's sweating or crying or both. And she's leaning over. So now it's very visible that she is distraught. And now we are back at the factory. And we have Lauren, or her vision is blurring as well. There's a lot of black lines. There's Dylan, Demon Dylan crackling or fires crackling and he's stepping toward her. And he's saying, 
deep down, you know that I died. You've searched for me for 10 years, but you know that I'm dead. And Lauren's legs buckle out from under her and she crashes down onto the ground. And he says, why have you kept looking for me? Why have you turned me into your obsession? And he looks freaky. <laughs> he is, yeah, his eye socket, one of them is like missing. The other one is like things coming out. I mean, it just looks disturb very disturbing. Why did you keep looking for me when you knew some, I was gone for something you knew was gone? Did you convince yourself it would somehow make it better? And she is just her, she's clenching her eyes. She's refusing to listen to this or to tell him who's just looking worse and worse by the moment. Like his face is melting off. Gross. Skincare routine. Uh, <laughs> needs to be in the grave, I guess. <laughs> and he says, now this is really nice horizontal uh, shot. He says, you are weak. You spent 10 years looking for answers. Yet once they were staring you down in the face, you ran away. You still don't want to face it. Useless coward. Ah, I can't hear this. It's like, it's so negative and and mean oh so mean yes it makes sense though that it's coming from her own mind almost because like we're our own worst enemies so i feel like just like the trauma of being back in a closed space like that factory is making it all come out you know oh god it gives me like the jitters thinking about how much she's just sweating in this building that's probably freezing because it's nighttime (laughs) yeah Let's do the last few panels and then let's like talk about this in general. And he, well, or the, his apparatus, you know, picks up her chin and it's extremely gruesome. Like his face is completely melted away. And like, you see his jawbone and his teeth. And he says, what will be left once this blind quest is stripped away from you? What will you be forced to look at then? Oh, wow. Okay. So my thoughts on this are, one, I'm happy that Lauren is recognizing it's like coming to the front finally that she's recognizing she's been you know like blinded by her own obsession and that she doesn't want to ask what happened to dylan and she kind of knows deep down inside he's probably dead but i don't i don't understand why she's so mean to herself like and i don't understand what purpose this obsession serves in her mind because we we have noted before that she seems to be much more upset about dylan than about her parents death and like, she's not obsessed with her parents' death. Like she seems to have made peace with that. And obviously, you know, her parents' death was considered, considered to be more natural or she always thought it was more natural, right? She thought it was just that they fell down. So like, maybe there wasn't that sense of like, I can do anything about it. Like it was an accident, but with Dylan, maybe she's like, oh, you know, it's her justice seeking side. Like people killed him he was innocent. There was no reason for it. Let me hunt them down. But I'm trying to figure out like what, why, why do you think she's even so obsessed with Dylan and like, why is she so upset at herself for being so obsessed? I think it really stems from the fact that like, from my understanding, like there was bodies with her parents. So she saw them, they were dead with Dylan. Like she was right there with him. And then seconds later, like moments later, she, he was gone. There was no body. She didn't know what happened. And I think like a part of her thinks that she should have died with him there or she should have brought him with her or, you know, something like that. I feel like it's driven by a lot of guilt. Yes. How I gonna take it's it 100%, it's 100% guilt because we see in I think it's 49 like the story like what actually happened and how she like injured herself and she said can you get your dad to pick me up so Dylan goes back to the train station and then he then it explodes and Lauren 
you know, says if I, like in her mind, it's pretty clear that it's like, if I didn't ask him to go back, Dylan would still be alive. And um, yeah, it's also a thing with like, throughout that day, we saw that she was hearing lies about like, oh, the next train will be at like 10.45, whatever. And um, and if like, if she thinks like, oh, maybe if I acted on those um, thoughts, then maybe I could have figured out what happened. Also with her parents, um, I think she has, like, she's found out what happened. She knows that um, Sandman, um, like, was ordered to kill them. So she knows, like, the full story of what happened to her parents. So that's why she can probably kind of mourn them a bit more. But she can't let go of Dylan because she doesn't know what happened to him. She doesn't know who the leader is. She doesn't know, like, who's responsible for, like, all the bombing. She doesn't. And also the whole thing about there being no bodies. So mm-hmm. no body for Dylan, I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess to me, what's tragic is that, you know, she talks to herself in that way. I always, you know, whatever, certain people in my life, let's just say have a, have a negative, you know, self-talk and like they, they criticize themselves. And I'm like, you would never talk to anyone that way. You would never talk to another person or your child or your friend that way. Why do you talk to yourself that way? Like, don't put yourself down. You can't say, oh, I'm such a dumbass or I'm such a loser. Like it's such a, it's a, you don't talk that way about yourself. And like the way she's talking, which obviously this is her mind manifesting. It's so mean, like is she has such strong feelings. It's like so sad. Like Lauren, don't think of yourself that way. Okay, so you're so you're a little obsessed. Yes, you are. But like, it's relax. Okay. You don't deserve it. We all make mistakes. <laughs> but what do you think will happen in the future? I mean, obviously, not not in terms of plot, like her being kidnapped and all, but the fact that she's re- reaching this awareness. Do you think she'll have the bravery to ask Kieran about it? Like, what will change now that she's really? really faced with her own obsession and kind of admitting that Dylan is dead. Well, skipping forward a bit in the episode, um, she has been like bonked on the head and has been dragged away. And we don't know who's taken her. We have some ideas, but I feel like whoever has taken her, she might like, uh, like obviously it's, for someone who doesn't have her interests at heart so like they might she she um might like ask them if okay so like let, let's say she's been kidnapped by like um the uh by like redcliffe's like gang the circus people so maybe she can talk to redcliffe and ask and like maybe she'll get her answers from them mm-hmm. and obviously she can say if she can tell if they're lying or not so maybe she got their answers so like maybe they're like lauren like why don't you just ask us like whatever you want and then she asks and she's like okay what happened to Dylan and then she gets her answers and then like what will she do after that like like oh he's dead okay like okay now what's she gonna do like her and she's like like spent so long of her life obsessing over this it's kind of like made her who she is like she like without that obsession she kind of doesn't have anything Mm. left her entire like lot with Kieran is finding the leader and finding out what happened to her friend and bringing them down once that has been like served she kind of doesn't have anything left which doesn't just what mean to say like she has no personality or anything but like to her that's like her main driving force of like everything she does and then like after that is like oh protecting my family and my friends um but like that's her main thing does that make sense yeah yeah, yeah. So I think um, I think having these hallucinations is going to be a key thing for Lauren. I think that she's going to realize that she really needs some help 
and that she really is suffering from PTSD. And I think that maybe that's something her and Kim can open up and talk about together because we see moments where Kim is having that too. So I'm hoping that they have moments where they can be honest together. And I think we've seen steps where Lauren has been thinking when she's talking to Kieran, should I ask him? Should I ask him about Dylan? Does he even know anything about it? So I think the fact that her and Kieran are getting so close, we're gonna see like a situation where the two of them have that conversation and it's gonna be a good step forward for her to really seek the help that she needs and start finding, I don't wanna say a greater purpose as if this isn't something that's really important to her and a lot of people, but like a better reason for living and continuing and doing what she does. And I think that that's gonna be a really key step forward with this right here. Cause I think she's realizing she's got a lot of shit going on that she didn't realize what was going on before. I wonder if, you know, we, we've talked a lot about how our Hollis, uh, you know, needs, needs some improvement and it's, you know, systems. So I wonder if that will kind of be her, her new self identity by the end of the comic where she's like, okay, I'm going to, instead of using my energy on, you know, whatever mission I had before, which let's say, you know, it's solved already. I've made peace. I've accepted it. Now she has all this emotional energy to put towards, you know, righting the wrongs and helping people who need the help um, and using her role to, to help other people. I think that would be a nice, a nice ending for her. Yeah. So this is going to be a really dorky comparison. Okay. <laughs> so Avatar The Last Airbender, a lot of people know it. I don't know if either of you have watched it, but Zuko has this arc. So he's like, the villain at first. He chases the people who are good and he has this whole arc in the last series where he's not able to firebend anymore because he was fueled by rage and hatred and the desire to capture these people. But once he looked within himself and decided he wanted to be good too, he had to find a new purpose and relearn how to live his life as a firebender who used a different sort of motivation. And I think Lauren's gonna go through a similar process here. Yeah, I think that that sounds very right. I've never watched it, but that sounds like makes a lot of sense that, you know, her whole identity or whatever will have to change. It's very difficult to, to change something like that about yourself or, or when you're left without it. Yeah. Yeah, it's fascinating. Well, huh, it's it's also, it's pretty bad. Like the, the extent of her trauma is, I mean, it's totally debilitating her in a very crucial moment. Her and Kim, I mean, Kim at least managed to snap out of it and she doesn't. So it's really bad for her. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. All right. So now we go back to the ship and um, it seems like the fight has calmed down. Someone is saying all Phantom Scythe members have been arrested, three injured on the left deck, request for a medic, investigating the hold of the ship. I'm like, ha ha, <laughs> what will we find there? <laughs> And now we have um, Will come down and Kim come down from the crow's nest. And Kim just runs towards Will and she throws herself at him, like literally throws herself. Like if you see her feet are like woof up there. Oh my gosh, so gorgeous. And Will is so receptive. Like he is open and there for her. And we have a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful hug. Just oh, I love I love Kiwi so much. <laughs> I just I, this was the first thing that like I was like oh my god it's like yes yes like it's weird because like so much like you like thinking about all the like stuff that's happened with all like the 
the guns and everything but then you're just like oh it's okay they got a hug (laughs) (laughs) yeah at the end of the day like more good than bad right the hug outweighs it all (laughs) yeah yeah it's very beautiful and you know I love that it was just taken for granted. There was no discomfort. There was no questioning. There was no like, oh, was it okay if I hug you? They just, she yeah. just ran straight at him and he was right there, you know, ready to accept her. And it's just, his look is very intense. Like, I think he, he looks like he understands how she's feeling or he, even if he doesn't know exactly why or the extent of it, he understands that she's been through a lot, something very significant and needs that support. Yeah. Yes. so it is gorgeous beautiful wonderful for all great moment for all the kiwi shippers and you know she steps back she's sweating like this is a high tense moment honestly even if there hadn't been the whole freak out it's a very high stakes situation like they all could have died so the you know feelings of what's the word adrenaline you know it would have been there anyway So, oh, most yes. definitely. They got lucky that it wasn't like a ship full of like bombs or, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And she steps back. They're huffing. I mean, their breath is sublimating. She's sweating. And she's like, are you okay? He says, yes, everything's all right. You saved my life. <laughs> just like her with these things. I don't care if it's a trophy. I'm such a sucker. I love this. <laughs> my, my dream was, you know how like you daydream? When I was a little kid, I would watch like these movies. I remember like Amazing Panda Adventure. Do you ever see that? It was like a 90s movie. Um, there's totally a scene where now that I look back at it, they're literally my kids' age, but like whatever. I watched it when I was younger than them. So I was still allowed to have a crush on them. But it was like a girl and boy, like lost in China together. And at some point they're on this bridge and the whole bridge collapses. And I think the boy is like hanging on from like a, like one, he's over this like river, mountains and like the girl's like holding his hand and he's like hanging on and she pulls him up and it's like this intense moment. So yeah, it's from age, whatever onward, it's always been a very great trope for like saving each other's lives. <laughs> High risk moments make uh, Mindy's heart go. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah, I'm seriously, if I if I didn't have a family, I would probably put myself in a lot more like dangerous situations where I had those more of the high stakes <laughs> situations. My brother was a Marine, right? So like, uh, anyway, whatever. Okay, so um, he says, yeah, you saved my life. And then, and then she, we focus just on her lips and like she's trembling and she turns away, her face is shadowed and she says, I'm sorry, I froze for a second. I, I don't know why, I don't understand. I and hugs her again and he's like it's all right Kim we're both fine oh like I'll get you a man who can say it's okay that you almost got me killed I'm fine (laughs) supportive anyway (laughs) she saved him it all worked out it's good Yeah, he's great. Will is just such a gentleman, as always. Just so kind, so available, so, you know, there. Except for when he then has a very, also very Will freak out of like, oh my gosh. And he's like, right, you are most definitely the craziest woman I've ever met. How do you even think of doing something so dangerous? You could have landed flat against the mask like a sorry fly on a windshield. And he's just like shaking her or something. Why are you missing the hospital so badly that you want to go straight back in? And you said you dropped of doing 
because you really should reconsider adding those drinks to your bucket list <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yes back to our uh where we worked uh the whim the kent will oh whim oh my gosh we call them kiwi i just thought of a new one whim okay cool <laughs> keep on Oh, I love it. That was such a good palate cleanser, you know, just him being super silly and like mom mode. I love it. Yes. Oh God. He's a sweetie. You know, that's they're definitely a case of opposites attract. I, I think Lauren and Kieran are, are very, very similar, but Will and Kim are definitely like not the same at all in personality. Like yep. the each and other. like family wise too. Like okay. background. Right. Mm -hmm. but yet in that scene like I could definitely see Kim having the same kind of like freak out and yelling at someone in the same way yeah sorry my I think my dog wants to become the fourth host oh hi hello doggy very pretty thank you dog (laughs) she have kitty cats but they're they're not as affectionate they're like just gonna wander away Yeah, that's, that's really true. They both, um, I think they both are, are very attached. Kim probably attaches herself faster, but Will, Will probably takes a while till he feels connected to someone. But once they're attached, they're very, I'm sure they're very, very devoted. Yes, I agree. Yes, definitely. Please wait. So yeah, and then after his whole harangue, oh, he sighs, he looks down, he sighs, and he's probably like resigned. He's like, well, this is Kim. <laughs> what can you do? <laughs> And she looks at him and then she has the sweetest, sweetest smile on her face. And she's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so cute. I have to say out of all things, right? What would make her feel better? It looks like this made her feel better. Getting yelled at <laughs> made her feel better. Yeah, she needed that. <laughs> yeah, and she like smirks at him and she's like, it was pretty cool though, right? <laughs> and then his face. <laughs> she's not wrong though. <laughs> that was so cool. It was pretty cool. <laughs> Oh my gosh, he's hilarious. <laughs> this, this guy. Oh my god. Their their life together could just be like every day is just entertainment central. I mean, we could just have a comic of them living together and it'll just be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I would love that if there was like a mini series after Purple Hyacinth of them. Yeah. The adventures of Kiwi and Loki. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh it would be great. And she gives him a sweet little smile. And then back, back to, to drama. <laughs> right? <laughs> sweet moment. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> She's like, Lauren, do you copy Lauren? And Will's like, she hasn't said anything in a while. She's not answering either. I'm starting to get worried. Something's definitely wrong. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And then <laughs> Will's like, oh, we lost sight of March. The ship seems to be secure. So I wonder what the lie was all about. And then people come and they're like, chief, the whole interest is there. The hold's empty. There's nothing in it. No cargo at all. No provisions. No water. Wow. Like literally nothing. <laughs> it doesn't look like the ship has traveled at all. Like, yes. <laughs> and um, Tristan looks so upset. He's so angry. And he taps, taps, taps. And they're like, it makes no sense. There's no way to cro- cross the ocean with this. And it's drama, like all dramatic lines. Willow's looking up. And Tristan, oh my gosh, I've never seen Tristan look angry like this. He's intense, man. I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying his 
oh my I just like it because he's always like this supportive father figure and like a good chief but like like seeing him actually get angry like characters who are like like pretty like cheerful get like snappy and get angry it's like that's a yes in my book (laughs) it's a little hard for me to see I like you know I like him to stay sweet but yeah I mean there's a time for everything and this is a very good time to be angry so (laughs) oh dear oh dear and will turns around and they um see a lone figure suspended against the rail of the deck and it is march and he's standing over and it's a very like silent moment you know you see him looking over the railing just his mouth just his little goatee and he takes off his mask which is like so emblematic of like okay the game is up he's caught as whatever which we can discuss but you know he's taking his mask off like he's been unmasked yeah that's and, really good. yeah and kim's like a decoy this is what it was all about and you can take over ocean yeah so we see the ship very eerie there's fog coming in the sails are going and then we see will and kim uh will is running and he's like march and then Kim runs after Will, yelling after him. I believe we see everybody just running towards him because I think they all just realized at the same time that March betrayed them all. Okay, I've got to take this moment to say, since <laughs> the very first podcast I was ever on, the first podcast I was on was March and Lauren talking at March's, I believe it was his wife's gravestone. Oh, you were on that episode? That was the very first podcast episode I was ever on. And I was like, I don't trust it. Because <laughs> he never said who he thought the villains were. It was very vague. It was very up in the air. And I'm like, well, this could go either way. I could be either like just so wrong and off key. And he's a really sweet guy. Or he's in the he's in the um, phantom scythe here. So I had to say, I called it. I knew it from day one. <laughs> Yes, Ocean, you are right. Wow, everyone go back and listen to the episode and hear Ocean's words of wisdom. <laughs> so vindicating. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, for me anyway, I was like, ah! Um, so we all see everybody running on the ship and they're like, you. And we see Will just loses composure. And he's like, why? Why did you betray us, March? Some of our comrades die for nothing to do because of you. I'm, I was shocked to hear, to see Will be so combative. I thought that mm-hmm. he would take more time to process it and like keep his feelings inside it, but he's very vocal. Were, were you also surprised to hear that from him? Well, he's had to um, keep his feelings in check for like other people betraying him, <laughs> um, his brother. Um, and then like when he found out about his brother, he did kind of lose it. Like there's that scene of him like screaming. Um, and then like Kim comes and talks to him. So and so, I, yeah, and he has this whole thing of, like, he has to keep pretending and, like, pretending that everything's okay. But I think he's kind of, like, learning, like, I can't, like, I can't keep pretending anymore. I have to, like, like my feelings cannot keep being bottled up. So I think it's cool that he's he's kind of gone from being extremely, like, bottled, like, Lauren is like, why won't you let down your walls, Will? And then, and then, like, you know, kind of letting up with, like, people close to him, like, Will and Kim and Lauren. And then, you know, he's like moved and he's like, he's not bottling up his emotions anymore. He's not being like, oh, I can't, 
I, I'm not going to say anything to March, but no, he's just like yelling at him. He's like, why have you done this? Why have you betrayed us? Oh, that's really, I mean, it's interesting because my first thought was like, I don't know if I would be so fast to accept that, you know, he's the guilty, but that's just probably because I, I don't know, I feel like I would need more evidence. I would need to think about it more like, like, let's discuss it from every angle. Let's like to hear what he has to say. You know, that would be like my initial, like I would be much more reserved about passing judgment, I think. But, you know, maybe after I watched my friends get killed, I wouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. I think it's also something to do with his brother. Like he wanted an explanation and he didn't really get one. Mm. And like when Raphael did let something slip, he was like, oh, I can't tell you the rest. So he's kind of mm. just frustrated and like he can't really trust a lot of people. So mm. I think, and probably because he did trust much now that he has betrayed him at least a little bit because he knows that he was lying because Lauren told him. Um, like he's just not, <laughs> he's not very happy about it, I would say. Yeah, no, for sure. Especially coming off of like, he just had like a, a flash of his life, basically. Like he almost just died. Yeah. So you're a little bit less to keep like your emotions in check during that kind of a time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we see um, Tristan come up. He comes in front of Will. He walks over to him, and we just see them back to back. Oh, it's such a good drawing mm -hmm. panel that one. It is. March, by the way, looks very resigned. Okay, so this this kind of goes goes with what's going to happen next. But his demeanor shifts a little bit in a bit. But right now, he looks very like he's bent over. He looks contemplative, and I think he looks like, okay, I, I have to face this, and we'll can discuss more about theories afterwards. But he he looks a little dejected over here. Yeah, definitely. And we just hear Tristan very calmly arrest him. And I don't know if that's just the lights because I keep thinking I see it, but I feel like it's a full moon. Mm -hmm. um, and so they're all kind of talking about it. They don't really understand it. And they're like, but sir. And he said, I said, arrest him. He loses his composure a little bit. So a couple of guys come up with their, um, their cuffs here. And we just see March laughing. <laughs> laughing like a madman <laughs> oh, here we go <laughs> he'll be like oh darn you figured it out <laughs> like um but what he actually says is huh oh i have no intention of letting you arrest me and i believe he's holding a gun to his throat yeah um i didn't expect you to find out so quickly but i came prepared nonetheless and Tristan says, you openly admit to conspiring with the Phantom Scythe against us. Very well. You can tell us the tale once you're behind bars, March. And he takes the safety off of his gun. And he says, no, I don't think so, Sinclair. You see, perhaps the reason the APD can never keep up with the Phantom Scythe is that unlike you, we are ready to die for our cause. So that scene where they're back to back, I think he was just composing himself. Like he's been meditating on this. He knows what he wants. He's already ready. Like he already knew he was gonna die at some point. Mm. Um, it's very dramatic. Yeah. This whole scene, by the way. Whoa. Yeah. Dramatic. I was like, yeah. Hendricks reading this. Oh, I know. I was like, oh, gosh. I hope he doesn't. But um, <laughs> don't blow your brain out, please. Don't. Yeah. Super intense. <laughs> Um, he goes on and he 
because you thought that discovering the devil's den would be enough to paralyze us, that we didn't see it coming, that didn't prepare for it, you'll never be able to stop us. Tonight was just another testimony to how clueless the APD is. He has good crazy eyes right now. Crazy eyes, crazy mm. mouth. He also looks like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. He looks different, <laughs> doesn't he? He does. Yeah, yeah, that is something. He looks very different. Like, I don't know. It's just something about his facial expressions because he's always, like, in every, like, he hasn't been, like, a super major character, but in every scene with, like, Lauren and stuff, he's been, like, really calm, like, pr- pretty much always smiley. And then, like, you know, there's, like, the scene where he's at the graveyard. He's, like, serious, but, like, I don't think his expression has ever gone beyond, like, like, he doesn't have those crazy expressions that, like, everyone else in the cast does. And, like, this is his turn, so it kind of, like, feels a little bit weird. But, yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that's why I was definitely suspicious of him and Tristan. I trust Tristan now. I'm good with Tristan. That's part of why I didn't trust him, you know, because he was just never really showing himself. It's kind of like a Jacqueline Hyde kind Mm -hmm. of a character with him. Mm -hmm. Um, So we move on and he grabs the rope and he says, it's ridiculous how easy it was to fool you. What the hell have you done, March? What is he doing? And we see them all looking at him. They're not really sure what he's going to do yet. And he says, as your officers have so clearly figured out, this ship is empty. It set sail approximately three hours ago from a nearby port and did a large detour to get here. So you know how, okay, so there's like a, I don't know, something that was going around the internet where it's like, these are the things that every villain must do. And it's like, you know, reveal their plot or reveal their, you know, (laughs) plan, like to the evil person, to the good person right before they're about to kill them. And then, you know, whatever, then they get thwarted. It's like, here he is. He's like, why does he have to say this? There's like literally no reason. Yeah. I want to talk about that, but I'll probably wait until um, the end. Yes. I have a bunch of theories. We we have a bunch of stuff to discuss at the end of the this dialogue. Okay. <laughs> I'll rush through it then. Oh, um, okay. So we see Kim and she's like, Lauren, Lauren, do you copy Lauren? And I think she's more focused on what happened to Lauren than she really is with March. There's all these other people, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they, they got this. She's focused on Lauren. Um, and he continues and he says, the fun we had here gave the real cargo more than enough time to safely reach land elsewhere. And at this point, he's just like twirling his gun around. He's so arrogant. He's like, I might shoot myself. I might not. I don't know. <laughs> like, it's like, why are you telling them the plot plan? Just don't tell them the real thing. Now they know that there's a real cargo somewhere else. I mean, I guess they could have figured that out, but like, still, like, don't give away any details. If I was a bad person, just sh- shut your mouth. That's it. Don't say, don't, don't give them anything to know. Well, he's definitely just buying more time. Maybe. That's, that's what I thought. I don't know. Um, and March says, and thanks to your diversion. Uh, oh no he's continuing and thanks to your diversion we now have an entire crew to interrogate pointlessly so yeah i know i feel like they don't know anything yeah no they're just they're just told to show up at 8 30 you know (laughs) 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 we cut back to kim who's still worried about lauren she said lauren where the hell are you lauren and we see the vacant room where you uh, lauren was Mm -hmm. and then we cut back to lauren um, we still see Dylan and we see all these pieces from the factory that she wasn't, I believe, coming down on her. And I, I, 
Am I right? Are those like factory pieces from the, the factory she was in during the Yeah, I, think, I, I believe so. I'm, I think that's I'm the same in like assets, mm -hmm. which is really cool. Yeah. And so she says, stop it. Stop it. And it's all coming down on her and the embers and the hisses and the crackles. And she's just sobbing on the floor, just saying, yeah. stop it over and over again. And she's reliving all these memories with people that she's seen died in the fire and Dylan in the train station. Yep. Um, something interesting about this panel, I don't know who that is in the first one. Mm -hmm. um, the one after she says stop it, but then when she says stop it again, um, it's Kim and Will, but the, top, the person at the top is Kieran, um, which yeah, is really interesting. I, you don't I think that, I'm, but I... I'm pretty sure it is because that's like his black hair and like his hand and that's his skin tone. I, it's so funny. I, I thought it was Will. Well, I know there's Will in the second bit, but to me, it doesn't look like his black hair. It looks like it's lighter, but a lot of people said it's Kieran. So I, I think it is, but I don't know who that person at the start. I don't know if that's Kieran too. It's the same person. It's just zoomed in. There's a ah, okay. okay, it is the same person. Okay, it's so the it same gloves. I mean, yeah, I guess there's gloves on the hand. Yeah. So when she um has this, because she's had this like hallucination before of Kim mm -hmm. and Will being dead. Right. It was only Kim and Will. But now right. she's having it again and Karen's there. So like that just you know, you know, uh, they've come so they've come so far. <laughs> He's the first person she thinks of dead. Yay! Yay! That's that's a number one green flag. <laughs> <laughs> Top ten signs, you know you like him. You picture him. <laughs> oh dear. <That's> true. <laughs> dear right. readers, don't don't take that seriously. <laughs> Podcasts. <laughs> All right. Do you want me to uh, take over now? Yeah, sorry. I don't know where the stopping point was. So <laughs> no, that's ahead. okay. Yeah, it's all right. All right. So after we finish having that fun moment with Lauren, um, we go back to March and he says, the Phantom Scythe has indeed changed the location of the delivery. And I had the honor to participate in creating this plan alongside the leader himself. So this big boy pants, he got the big boy pants on. Um, so we have a flashback to a scene from a few <laughs> episodes ago where he's talking to um, Apostles, not Apostle, uh, Messenger 7, and he says, the plans for the delay have been changed thanks to your most recent fiasco. I've been mandated to take care of the operation from now on. I hope that you will prove yourself to be more competent than the other fools. And then we had that hooded person who, like, really, like, people were theorizing, and I think there is actually, like, a little bit of a scar showing, and, mm. like, people, like, theorized it was him from that, like, teeny tiny scar. And you can't see it very well in this panel because it's got the flashback lines over it. But um, I think someone posted a picture in the Discord, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to find it. Which episode was this in? I don't remember exactly which one it was. I'd have to go back and check. Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm try, I'm, did we get the name of this? Uh, not the name, but did we get like a number for this guy? I'm assuming he's an apostle, right? I don't remember anymore. I don't remember who this person is, like from the flashback. Was it an apostle or was it not? I, I thought I it was like a messenger, right? Her messenger is the one with the beak or with the mask. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. We never got a. We had, like I don't think we ever got a label for who this hooded uh -huh. person is. So uh -huh. it's just March, I think. Well, well, you know, it's March now, but like right. we don't know if he is it's just like a, a help. Yeah, if he's an apostle or not. Mm uh yeah anyway we continue back and he says i'm the only one on the ship with the information that you seek and then so it, it's cutting back from lauren to march now 
to Lauren. She's crying. She's not having fun. And Tristan says, the leader himself, you've seen him? Um, That's the only thing he wants. He's like, you know who the leader is? He's like, tell me who he is. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Lauren. Oh, sorry. Our first thought was like, I mean, a lot of us have been speculating that March is the leader. So when he says that along the leader himself, if he's not lying, then yeah okay like not the leader <laughs> but, yeah, but it's annoying because so annoying that lauren's having a mental break why can't you just be here with us lauren <laughs> um i'm jerking but yeah it's 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 like so like obviously it makes sense for the story but it's like ugh, if lauren was here this would be so much easier everything would be easier with lauren yeah <laughs> okay yeah so after tristan says the leader himself you've seen him we see yeah lauren and we see like where she actually is she's not in like this fiery thing she's just in this warehouse with like a wheelbarrow and stuff like that and someone is sneaking up behind her they're going tap 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 i'm not even speaking they're probably just walking and lauren is so out of well yeah they're not yeah i don't think she's really focused so i don't think they have to sneak so yeah just like walking up behind her and then back to march and he says oh i hear your next question well, why would I tell you who he is? It'd be a shame to spoil the secret. He's gone full like mustache twirl, like twirling like <laughs> and then Tristan says, You are mad. Like you are mad. And then he says, For how long, March? For how long have you been playing against us? And I think this might be my favorite March panel from this episode. I know he looks very crazy. He's like has this victorious expression on him and like I don't care anymore expression. Yeah. It's like I know and you don't know and I'm not gonna tell you. So like <sighs> I'm like I pulled it off, you know, I pulled one over you. Yeah. Uh, I almost feel like this is like the truest we've seen him all season. Like this yeah. is who he really is. I don't know. Okay, so that's that's what I have questions about, but <laughs> I'm oh, still for hoping for the goodness. But yeah, well, because we'll yeah, we're nearly we're nearly uh, done um so yep the person sneaking up sneaking up on lauren uh is like right behind her and i believe that's like a metal pipe or something um and they're standing over her and then we get like this fully silhouetted uh thing of march and it looks really great um a lot of people pointed out that it kind of looks like the statue from like the very beginning Mm where that guy was like doing the protest and he kind of looked yeah. like the statue this is kind of the same pose that's so true i did not realize that wow yeah that's so this might have this might have some implications but again talk about it in a little bit because we're nearly done um he says i despise you bunch of hypocrites which is just really sad because kim and will are in that crowd and it's just like but we were no. friends thought we were friends much and that then he says i'm yeah I've plotted against you for longer than you can imagine. I will forever be proud. And then the person going to hit, this person like goes back and is getting ready to hit Lauren. And then he says, I will forever be proud of my contribution to Phantom Scythe. And then bop, bop Lauren on the head. Um, and then I will forever be proud of my contribution to Phantom Scythe and everything will be accomplished. Bang. And then we have the shot of the police officers looking shocked. And then March got shot in. I can't really tell if he actually got shot in the vest or if he got shot like through the thing. Yeah. It's kind of hard to tell from this angle, but yeah, Mm. he got shot. And then he got shot two more times. And I'm pretty sure those are actually hitting the vest. Mm -hmm. So he got shot and then he slips 
and then it says march so they all run to grab him but nope he's gone he falls hmm. goes splash into the water and you see like blood in the water so like it's not looking good for march hmm. so yeah someone just shot him and we don't know who it is Whew. all right okay my first first preliminary questions well when you saw him get shot, did you think that he died? Did you think they were mortal wounds? Before you read the notes, what did you think? I, I don't know, because we've had a lot of fake deaths recently. So I feel like we need like a real one. So it doesn't feel like, because with all the fake deaths, you, you've like, you, there's no like tension. Like it's like, oh, so, so-and-so died. It's okay. It's just a fake. Because like uh, we had, uh, well, we had Lauren and Kieran in the season two finale, but like they lived. And then we had um, uh, uh, Darcy, but like she lived as well. So I feel like we really need a real death. So it's like kind of two sides of the coin because like before one, I'm like, we need a real death. So like stuff has impact, but also like we need to know more about like what March was up to and we need Lauren to be listening. But um, yeah, it's, it's just, you know, there's my feelings. Yeah, I feel like, so like when I first saw this and I like zoomed in, I was trying to see because it almost seems like it was like pretty close to the heart or like just above where the vest is. So I feel like it was a real shot. Like even his eyes, like he looks surprised. Like he was really feeling himself in the moment and he was kind of (laughs) working himself up to maybe doing it himself, faking it himself. And I think he just said too much. And I think somebody was watching and I I think they really shot him. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's going to survive this. (sighs) So yeah, my first thought was like, I totally have the same thoughts as you, Chase. I was like, I want someone to actually die. It it has to be someone significant. But on the other hand, I was like, I want more information. I was like, well, they'll just fish him out of the water and give him CPR and then then, then they could talk. (laughs) But then I read the note, which says... Should we read the note? Or, yes, uh, the note says, to be honest, I was going to draw March without the helmet for the last scene, but I thought it'd be funnier if he died without ever exposing his hair to fresh air for 158 episodes. What a legend. Which, by the way, is such a snarky comment to write as, like, on the mid-season finale. Like, this is what you write at the end of this all, or whatever. <laughs> but, so that makes me think that he is dead. Oh, like, no. Oh, man. It's extra sad too because even though he was just kind of a jerk up there, everyone is so distressed and upset when he got shot. Oh yeah, they, they like immediately went to go save him. Yeah, so. you can see it in their faces. They're not. They're like, no, no, we can save you. There's, you're still the person that we know, and a piece of you loves us the way that we care for you. It's yeah. just really. Oh. That is so sad, but I think I, I didn't even think of it that way. I was like, well, they just want more information out of him, but uh, yeah, 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 that that makes more sense. Like, this is someone that they worked with for like years. Tristan knew him for like probably twenty years, whatever it is. Like, that's a massive betrayal. Yeah. Okay, so now my next question is: Did this ring true to you? Does this make sense to you? Because when I was when he was going on his whole villain speech, like you put it, I was like, this doesn't sound like March, like. It doesn't sound yeah. like him. Yeah. So yeah. either March just really pulled the fast one for the whole entire story. And like, this is who he really is. And this is just 
truth and genuine and whatever he's just a snarky person and or i'm like against all hope is there some kind of weird way in which this is not as bad as it seems and i can't even think of how to explain it but i'm sure there is a way to think about yeah where he's like it's part of the ps but he's not so bad and it's not just because of the idealism of everyone else in the ps it's like he was trying to say something some people have theories yeah. he thought lauren was listening and he's trying to communicate with her by lying and hoping she'll pick up on it is it like is do you think there's any possibility of that and or even how that could ha- how that could be yeah that's exactly what i was thinking that he because i remember me and you did an episode where we that it was the episode where lauren was like you need to like get him to speak more clearly his answer is too vague and he um ended up lying and she caught it um I think, I think, and in that episode, we were like, I don't think March knows because he wouldn't out himself, would he? But what if he does know and he did out himself on purpose and he knows that Lauren can hear when he lies? So he's saying all these like really like weird things where he's like, I'm the only person who has this info. And it's like, well, if Lauren could hear that, maybe it would be a lie. And like, oh, there's someone else on the ship. And like, I am like, or like, I despise all of you. Like, that could be a lie too. It's like, you can't despise Kim like who doesn't like Kim like she's the best (laughs) um yeah stuff like that so like maybe he does know about Lauren's ability and he was trying to communicate but he doesn't know that she's been bonked um and she can't hear him anymore so that that's one theory that I have because like I don't know something about his like I said it's too like twirling mustache like turn around in my chair with my evil cat kind of monologue yeah so I was super conflicted I feel like it's kind of like one of those like key things in like books and shows um I just watched I just finished Attack on Titan and a lot of those characters I don't know if you either of you have ever seen that oh yes okay so when Annie betrays everyone she comes off as this very calm very just I don't know how to put it, unsociable, like unapproachable, but loyal person in their group in this army. And then when she finally truly reveals herself, she almost has like this moment, this manic moment where March does. And I think it's because she feels both ways. She feels a loyalty to the people that she was originally sided with. But I think because she spent so much time with these people, like with March, he spent so much time with these people and he formed these connections that he really does truly feel bad about it because when you think about it there's good and bad people in every single group nobody in one group is just all evil or all good and I think he realized that when he started working with the APD he's just like okay all these people aren't as bad as I thought they were so Mm -hmm. I think it really hurts him to betray them even though he was originally loyal to the Phantom Scythe and I think that's where he was getting like his almost like manic cynical I hate you all kind of a thing because he's trying to like remind himself of why mm-hmm. he's doing it yeah um but I I do think that he was originally Phantom Scythe just the way he was talking about his wife at the you know the, her gravestone and everything mm-hmm. yeah yeah I think you know he's probably dead unfortunately but I do think that we're gonna learn more about him and his motives and his life and his behavior and his actions you know, over the course of the story. And I'm hoping he'll have some more redemption because I don't think that 
So if an F will like not give us that closure, I think that we have to know more about him and feel a little bit at peace and try to understand his actions. You know, like we feel betrayed right now too. And we've been, you know, led up to it already for quite some time. So I'm hoping that we'll get some more closure and more understanding of his, of his motivations. And here's the other question. Do you think that the he's dead to Lauren in the cave? Do you think that this is talking about March? Hold on. I, I don't know. He's like, it seems like he's the obvious candidate. So like, I don't know. Some of me, some part of me is just like, I don't want to go like the most obvious one. I'd like to, to explore more options. <laughs> but yeah, he's sorry. He's definitely the most like obvious one because like we just saw him kick the pocket. Yeah. So I don't know. I kind of want to wait for him the next season before I like fully think about like if he's going to be the one who's mm-hmm. dead. Okay. Also, where is Darcy? I hope she's okay. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, well, both she and Lauren make it to that scene, so <laughs> which is by the way, it's kind of the weirdest throwaway ever. Because like it's fun for us to speculate because every time someone we're like, who's the he's dead? Is it this person? Is it that person? But it also gives plot armor to Darcy and Lauren. So. Yeah, it is it's like really random too. Like that is that's like a really random that didn't happen in like season one or season two. We never had like a flash forward that showed like, oh, this person's fine, they're gonna be alive. Um I mean I also like I'm pretty sure Lauren has like all the plot armor because she's the main character um and I don't think this is the type of story that would benefit from killing off the main character some stories do but I don't think this is one so I think she I think she'll be okay <laughs> oh, definitely I don't even I'm sorry what were you um you said that there was some kind of scene where you said like they said he was dead well Oh, there's like a flash forward in episode 111 where it's like one month later and then uh, Darcy says to Lauren, Lauren, he's dead. And that's it. In the cave. That's it. Okay. Like right uh, once season three premiered, it was, you know, in the, in the last episode of the first, you know, Fast Pass episodes. Yeah. Oh my. Okay. Yeah. I don't have any guesses. I, I'd have to think about that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Oh my gosh, it's so emotional. Like, it's so difficult to see him, you know, just go in the water. That's, it's a really impactful death or probably death or 99% death. You know, this is like a character that we've come to grow very affectionate for. And like, even if he is PS, like we we still believe, I think that he's a well-rounded character with with feelings and, and caring. So to see him go under, it's like, oh, ouch. Uh, all right so our last scenes is lauren getting dragged away uh she doesn't look so hot she's got blood on her head and we can't see who's dragging her so that's another mystery that um we have to solve i kind of assume it was zephyr no because he was running yeah so that's pretty that's like it's very heavily assumed but never never assume anything in this (laughs) this comic we gotta wait for confirmation (laughs) Sometimes even when there is confirmation, I'm like suspicious of it. I'm like, are you sure? Um, Yeah. And then we have the beautiful, the beautiful last scene. We have. Wait, before we do that, should we just speculate? We kind of assume that if it's Zephyr, it's someone for Redcliffe, but then Redcliffe on behalf of who? Himself, the Royals, 
the phantom side. I mean, Rethlif is like a wild card. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. Sorry. I like yeah, to don't know who's Sorry, yeah, I go. I oh, that's okay. I was going to say, I kind of like to think it might be Will's brother. It could be a fun redemption arc for him, even though he just did beat Lauren till her head blood and he's dragging her. I think he has blonde hair. This guy, I mean, it could just be the lighting, but he looks like he has blonde hair to me. I don't know. Ooh, it's shaking. I don't know. Zephyr had dark hair. This guy looks like he has lighter hair. Then again, mm. he would also look like he had blonde hair. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. Okay. So the final, the final scene um, is uh, a very, it's very beautiful. It's of Kieran by himself, and he's looking at one of his hyacinths, and he's just like holding it out in front of him. One of the little petals drops on the floor. And that's the end. And I believe it's supposed to be a parallel to like episode episode two or three where. Yes. You know, oh, I, I don't know. It might actually be one. I don't know. But, you know, one of the first episodes where Lauren is like, I didn't think I'd have to team up with him to find it. And we see, like, Lauren, uh, Kieran looking at his hyacinths all By the way, that's one of my favorite panels ever, the whole thingy. So to see it again here, it's, like, gorgeous. <laughs> and the improvement um, by Soph, obviously, is outstanding. Like, it's just so great. Oh. <sighs> Yeah, so a lot of people were joking how, you know, everyone else is like hypertension drama, life-threatening drama, and he's like being all emo, like looking at his it's like, my hyacinths are in bloom this season. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that leads me to a question that I've always wondered, and now it's appropriate to ask on the podcast, where the heck does he always get beautifully fresh hyacinths? Does he grow them? Does he steal them from a farm? <laughs> Does he he's plant just, them in the alley? He's just a little gardener. <laughs> Probably the person who knows he's the purple hyacinth is the is the florist who keeps right. giving them to him. We joked about she's that. Like, uh, uh, he's such a great customer. You know, he's so much service. <laughs> I'm always I'm always out of hyacinths. That's so funny. Uh, well, he probably, hopefully he grows them somewhere very secret. Uh, I mean, for yeah. him, I guess. That 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 would be that would be really funny if that's how he gets caught. Like you've been growing a lot of hyacinths, Kieran. Do you want to tell us about that? <laughs> Throws them in his oh. cave. <laughs> like <laughs> now, I mean, I'm sure a bunch of us thought of this. Like, who shot March, and was it Kieran? Yep, that mm. was my first question. Who shot March? Who did it? Um, I don't know. I don't think it was Kieran because I don't know if he has knowledge on on this mission because, like. He's kind of in a little bit of hot water from like the leader and stuff because he failed his loon mission. So I don't know if they'd give him insight onto this mission. So I don't think it was Kieran who did it. Yeah, I feel like it was one of the apostles because I feel like I remember in one of the recent chapters, they were talking about a couple of people who would become a nuisance. Mm. And obviously Kieran and Lauren were one of them. And I believe one of them was pretty vague. And now I'm starting to think that it was March, but I have a dueling theory that March was also Apostle 3. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, actually, but I feel like one of the Apostles might have killed him to just start getting rid of their problem people. Yeah. Yeah, or their henchmen. I don't know. Or yeah, I think it was definitely a, yeah, definitely a um, Phantom Scythe but I don't think it would have been a police officer. Yeah. Like they... uh, yeah. I, I assume we'll find out because that's very, that's a big question. Mm. Oh yeah, my god. That's a question. And yeah, so 
who shot March and who hit Lauren are my two main questions. Um, we kind of have a feeling my visa for, for Lauren, but like, I need my confirmation. I'm not gonna, I don't know. Um, also, I, I think I might be, I don't know if I'm remembering this exactly right, but I think there was a conversation where they were talking about Lauren, like the apostles and the leader, and um, the leader was like, oh, I don't want you to hurt Lauren. Yeah, so I feel like whoever hit Lauren is not working for the leader. Well, not not working under like it wasn't an order from the leader to. Uh, Interesting. Well, I I can totally see it as this is part of his plan. Kidnap her. Oh well, yeah, yeah. That that too. That too. Actually, yeah, that could be interesting. But like, I, I guess I kind of took it a bit more literally about like don't hurt Lauren. It's like okay, well I just well, right. I don't know. could have caused permanent brain damage. Brain damage. <laughs> Wow. By the way, I just have to say about this last scene, like A, it's gorgeous and like, you know, in general, it looks like Kieran's contemplating his life and like his morality and like, oh my gosh, why am I, who am I, what am I, whatever. But I just think they put him in at the end because we we just couldn't have like a mid-season finale and have a whole hiatus without seeing Kieran one last time for the reception. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, there's yeah. no plot purpose at all. Here you go. Beautiful Kieran. Just like- it's just the parallels it's just it's just so freeing like look how much I've improved guys (laughs) but they really portray his moodiness and his his guilt and his anguish so vividly and it's just so beautifully done yeah I can't wait for him to realize that Lauren is in trouble that's like one of my top favorite like one of my favorite things like what, what I want to happen in the next part of the season uh, like I don't know okay so this is kind of what I think is going to happen just because it was like I was thinking about it I was like so maybe he has to go into work and like everyone's really downtrodden because like March might be dead and Lauren uh, and um Will and Kim don't know where Lauren is and then he's like hey Le- hey Le- uh, Kim Will where's Lauren and they're like I don't know like she wasn't picking up and we went to the secret place and she wasn't there and he like just freaks out and he's like oh okay like he has to kind of hide it in front of them but like he just freaks out and he's like oh, he's a, he's a boyfriend. Was gonna it's just like <laughs> yeah what a great boyfriend <laughs> yeah um oh yeah maybe they'll be like well, like maybe like haven't you heard from her like you're her, her boyfriend but he's like no i haven't heard from her um and he just like freaks out and like i knew like i knew this was gonna happen like i knew something was gonna happen to lauren and now something has and it's not a fun time Oh, that gives me so much anxiety. <laughs> Obviously, I want to see him go like full protect my girl mode, but I'm also like, no, because then they're going to get Kieran and there's going to be this horrible scene of like them getting Kieran and he's going to be like interrogated by the Phantom Scythe, is what I'm imagining, and tortured, and all this trauma is going to be brought up. And oh, <laughs> <Boy. laughs> sorry, Kieran. I don't know. Uh, I I think he'll go ballistic. I mean, he said he'll go ballistic. I don't see him getting kidnapped by the Phantom Scythe, but like I I could see him doing bad things to other people, you know, get her back. But I'm excited. I want to see him go ballistic too. I want to see that anguish. Sorry, I want to put you through emotional torture. Anticipating physical torture. I'm just like, yes, emotional torture. Please give it to me. Everyone stay sorry to Karen, okay? He deserves your apologies. very cute oh my gosh what an episode so many like questions drama reversals whoa i'm 
This is great. <laughs> what have you got to show us, Ocean? I won the giveaway from Mindy, and I just had to. It's a sticker of Karen. <laughs> I was like this treasured series, a very angry serial killer. Karen is going somewhere precious. <laughs> I had to show. It's so precious. Yeah, I have. Course, I have so many. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, yes. Yeah, nice. yeah. <laughs> I, have, I wish Thank I could you. show you my I have like a full wall of yeah prints. you shared pictures yeah. it was amazing yeah it looks yeah it's so messy like I need to organize them but uh, it's okay, okay. I'm, I'm okay. <sighs> all right okay Thanks. I'm like I can't calm down but whatever I guess I shouldn't have to calm down so okay wow Fine. So, right. what are your overall thoughts Great. Um, I'm actually curious, did you like, so I know this isn't a finale, but do you think the, do you think this is better than the season one and season two finales, like out of all of them? Because they were all great, but I'm just curious to see if which one of you guys, like which one you guys like more. Mm. Um, I like this one the best. Um, I will say for season one, I caught up after season one finale already like had passed. Yeah. So I don't, I didn't get that same emotional impact because I just, I binged the whole thing and like, I don't know, one sitting or whatever it was. Um, so I didn't get that sense of a finale. I just, you know, kept going. Um, but at least compared to season two, I like this one better because the the level of reversal is higher than in the factory arc. The factory arc, we kind of knew what was going to happen. But this, the fact, March's betrayal and Lauren being kidnapped, Lauren being kidnapped, we kind of saw coming, but like March's betrayal, also sort of still coming but like his death his betrayal his that's very impactful very much yeah. very like high stakes um I think this one was the most exciting for me too because I felt like it was just like a very clean break and I also wasn't expecting it which kind of made it even more like exciting for me mm-hmm. I feel like it was just like really long and detailed and I feel like we got a lot of really good key pieces that I've been wondering like about March I've been mm-hmm. super excited to learn about that um I really liked all the scenes with Dylan and I'm really excited about the mystery with Lauren so this one was probably the most exciting even though I know the last one had a bomb (laughs) it's a big finale but this one was the perfect mixture for me wasn't as explosive uh, (laughs) well not explosive like physically but maybe informationally maybe yeah yeah. I think this one also brings yeah I, I think this one I don't know I kind of just have a soft spot for season two because it was just like I think that episode is like I don't think there's anything I think that episode is like perfect so mm-hmm. it's just really um really good well executed I like this one in the way that like there's just so many questions um like what happened like there's just so many like but like I said, questions like who hit Lauren, who shot March, why is March a betrayer, what is Kieran going to do, like, and, like, all these, like, other small things, like, we had that, like, other, like, plots that haven't, like, gotten answers, like, what, there was, like, a letter that, like, Sandman was writing, like, what's going to happen yeah. with that, what, what about, um, Bella, is she going to break out, what about, um, uh, Darcy, where is she, um, and there's just, I, I feel like there's a lot more questions, obviously, making, makes sense, because we're further into the story, then like season two um with season two it was basically like are Kieran and Lauren alive <laughs> um and it, it's also kind of different since like we've already passed that and like we know that they're okay so 
I think I might have just talked myself into liking the <laughs> season more because I was like, oh no, I like the season two one a lot. It's really good. But no, I think, yeah, I'm like, no, I think I like this one more. Mm. Um, like I said, I think the episode's like actually perfect. So still got a soft spot for, for me. Mm. Um, but yeah. yeah. Oh, how long do you think we'll wait for the next one? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm fine with waiting. I think it's good to build up the anticipation. Yeah. Oh, the only thing that is like, so a lot of my series that I read right now are on mm. hiatus as well. Uh-huh. Um. So and Purple Hyacinth was the only one that wasn't. <laughs> so I was like, yes, I get to read Purple Hyacinth every week, even though some of my other favorite series are paused right now. But now all my favorite series are paused, so I have nothing to read. <laughs> so maybe I'll go find something new to to find to like read or like reread them I guess right yeah it's funny I wanted to read um Bundan's thing I I should have read this at the appropriate time but (laughs) I'm over now um this is about Lauren's breakdown with Dylan and she says I'm thinking now about Lauren's breakdown with Dylan and how his words to her also manifest in reality he hammers home that without her search for him she has nothing and she can't function without the idea of him being alive motivating her he tells her point blank that she has all the info she needs to prove he's dead once and for all. She won't let herself because without it, her past 10 years of searching and hoping will be for nothing. And what happens when he points this out? Lauren is immobilized, unable to move forward and get out of the situation she's in because of the memory of him and the thought of his survival motivated her to keep moving forward. The thought of him and all the energy she's put into searching for him and getting revenge for being, being for naught leave her paralyzed on the floor, literally unable to get up and take herself away before she's knocked out and taken. Dylan in that moment shows how harmful her fixation and denial have been for her, which I just really liked. Yeah. <sighs> it's it's also interesting how, I think this was also might have been said, how like Dylan in her first flashbacks, are like she's obviously he's just like a nice like childhood friend. He's just an innocent kid. He hasn't done anything. But in the more like ones at the end, he's like turned into like this demon child who's like yeah. face is melting. And it's just like showing how her obsession with Dylan has gotten worse and worse and it's like led her down a worse path and like she she doesn't see him in this positive light anymore because his death has caused her so much pain and like she doesn't blame him for it but like the memory of him is like too painful and like the obsession with him has like ruined her life mm. kind of in a way yeah it's, that's also one of the biggest things that I loved loved or I'm happy about this episode that she finally came to that realization and like she's going to move forward whether it's asking kieran or asking whoever about dylan's death you know figuring out who she is without that in her life that's like a massive step and that's another reason that i like this episode more because i think it has more emotion emotional substance in it yep no definitely he definitely asked the real questions like and a lot of the facts that like we weren't sure if she knew like you know like I just re-looked it up you know that I'm dead you've searched for me for 10 years but you know that I'm dead like the fact that she's been in denial for 10 Mm -hmm. years and she's just now coming to terms with it like that's really hitting home in this episode yeah 10 years wow yeah oh my so much I love it I'm I'm feeling very satisfied you know with the episode (laughs) Do we have um, our favorite panel, Kieran's Our Corner? I, I won't go for the easy one. It's like Kieran. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe one of March. 
Yeah. Mm. yeah. So a lot of these like... panels are like actiony. Uh, mm. Very few of them, apart from like the Kieran one, obviously, are like showing how beautiful the character is. A lot of them are like actiony. Yeah. Um, I think. Hmm. Yeah, I think mine is um with Dylan, the first one, when he says, Why have you turned me into your obsession? And he starts I... to break down and his skin is going and he has this very like demonic look into him. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to show this over, oh, yeah. but but like this scene right here with him is probably my my favorite one. Um, yeah, mine might um find it. Oh, I I think just some of uh, Mark's face make me happy. So like this one here, yeah, <laughs> just like the grin on his face is good. But also the one that like his victorious one is also mm-hmm. like you know like his little smirk. Yeah, yeah. concur. Um, I'm with you the same like the Kieran one is has to be number one it just always is and like March like this one uh wow well I'm like emotionally overcome yeah (laughs) yeah this was a great episode yeah no I think that's one of my favorite um mid-finale series finales like out of all the the webtoons I read this is a really good one awesome yeah. yeah, it's it's impactful. You know, it's high stakes. Some of the other, you know, stories are like lower stakes. They're more slice of life type of thing. So, you know, the finale just will be like, oh my gosh, he called me or like he said, I love you or something, right? So it's like, it's very, a yeah. very different type of story with, you know, different. Yeah, yeah I prefer, <laughs> I prefer the high stakes ones. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll, I'll quickly give a little shout out to, um, it's, it's called I'm the Grim Reaper and I actually have some of the posters right there. It's really good. And it's one of the ones that are on hiatus and it's got a it's kind of got a similar it's got similar vibes to this one um it with like the high stakes and stuff mm. and the finale that just happened kind of reminded me of this one mm. um yeah it's really good and that's oh. why they're my two favorite webtoons i think it's on my list but i haven't read it yet. yeah no the, the season finale that came closest to this was in the bleak midwinter um, I don't want to ruin it for people who haven't who haven't watched it, but you get a lot of truths that you don't under, um like expect from the main character. I know Mindy, you you read that mm-hmm. one. Um, that one had a lot of impact, a lot of wow factors, and I was just stunned after that one. So, yeah. All right. Well, it has been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Ocean and Chase. Um, really lovely to be the the mid season finale with you, and I hope to see you guys again in the future. We'll, we'll yes. see how soon. Yeah, thank you for having us on. All right, thanks so much. Good night. Night. Thank you to my current patrons, Susie, Lily, Molly, Veronica, Emily, Joe Rochelle, Saucy Tuggles, Anne Rose, Alexa, Misty, Joanne, Esther, I'm Watching You People, Emily, Jean, Kay, Lily, Beckett, Christine, Sadie, Teresa, Mrs. Casaldo, and Amapora. Your support is truly appreciated. <laughs>